Hi. <laughs> Can you hear me okay back there? <laughs> or you want me to get that uh, microphone? He's been trying to feed me that microphone out all night. All night. I don't know if he's telling me something or what the deal is. Uh, I'm always comfortable. The less you hear me, the more comfortable I am. And it's probably a good thing in some cases, I'll tell you what. All right. Uh, I got to tell you, this is, uh, this is one that's been weighing on me for quite some time. And it has a lot to do with my personal life and probably my personal walk and certainly my personal prayer life. Um, <laughs> favorite verse, man, I got many of them. Uh, should I go now? Sure, I could go now also. I like uh, John 16, 33, uh, and it talks about the trials and tribulations that we're going to go through. And Jesus says, be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. That tells me that there's there's purpose out there. There's point out there. There's, there's a way to get past the troubles and trials that we go through. Uh, it's a struggle out there. I tell you, the closer that we try to walk with God, the harder it gets because... You know, there's so much getting thrown at us and there's so much fight. So that's one of mine. Uh, the other one is also Mark 16, 15. Go ye in the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Because that's one that God told me to do. Uh, so it kind of has to be a favorite. He gave me a direction to do. And even though I kicked and screamed and fought a little bit, well, here I am tonight. So uh, thank you for that. Um, tonight we're going to turn to Psalms verse 70. As soon as Ginger sits down. What are we? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We've been out of control all night. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, Psalm 70, I've been bouncing back and forth between, uh, oh, let's see, where am I now? I'm in Chronicles now and Psalms and going back and forth. And I got stuck in Psalms here the last two days. There's just some stuff in here that uh, our psalmist uh, gets into, and it's about prayer. And, and as I mentioned, I've been struggling with some things as far as prayer goes. You know, I, I kind of brought it up here a couple weeks ago, and I'll get into that a little bit. Um, you know, some of the things that we did at Ironman. And I'll, again, I'll touch on that just a little bit. But Psalm 70 in verse 1, we'll read 1 through 5. Uh, and this is David. He's talking about bringing back to remembrance. It says, Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul. Let them be turned backward and put to confusion that desire my hurt. Let them be turned back for a reward of their shame that say, Aha, aha. Let all those that seek their rejoice and be glad in thee, and let such as love thy salvation say continually, Let God be magnified. But I am poor and needy. Make haste unto me, O God. Thou art my help and my deliverer, O God. Make no tarrying. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for the many blessings that you've given us. I thank you for the opportunity to be up here this evening to uh, speak to something that's very near and dear in my heart. And I just thank you for laying it on my heart and doing so. And I thank you for uh, the time that we get to spend together in your house to worship and not only worship you and give you the glory, but to fellowship with God's people and just to bring them together in this house that we may have a common bond and a common uh, purpose, and that is to worship you and give you the glory, Lord. Lord, I pray that you'll be with this service, that you give me the words to speak, uh, that you give me the directions to go, that I believe that you laid on my heart, and pray that I'm able to speak it clearly and understandably and get the point across that you want to get across, that it'll lay on the ears that needs to be, it'll lay on the hearts that it needs to be. Lord, be with this fellowship this evening, and uh, as we come together in the back to spend some time together, 
pray that you'll be with those that aren't here this evening that are not feeling well. That you'll be with uh, Brother Strauss as uh, he's going through some stuff there. And you'll be with Brother Schopnitz as he's going through some things there. And all our missionaries, Lord, that you'll just strengthen them. Uh, you'll give them strength and courage. It's, it's this fight out there. It's a struggle out there. Just pray that you'll be with them and you'll bless them and you'll encourage them and keep the walk going in the right direction. Lord, there's been many, many church shootings here lately and a lot of things going against us. And uh, we know at the end that... Uh, victory is yours. We pray that you'll be with those folks that are at loss this evening, Lord. Uh, continue to be with this service. Continue to be with these folks. We just thank you for your son, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So a little bit about David's prayer here uh, in our song here. And he's talking about there comes a time in our life when we all need help. That we're going to go through these trials and struggles and these tribulations. And we all need that help. And David, and David recognizes this in verse 1. That he has this need that is much greater than him. It's a need that he can't uh, fulfill himself. It's a need that he can't do himself. And he's crying out to God, much like Brother Jimmy's class this morning. We talk about the crying out to God and that he hears us. He hears our cry when we cry out to him, when we turn to him. And David is crying out to him here. And he's saying that his needs are much greater than he can do alone. And in that needs, he needs it now. He needs that help now. He's, his back's against his wall. He's struggling and he needs that help now and he's crying out. And David sees the conflict he's in and he goes directly to God and asks him for help. And David's also specific as he specifies his request. He's not just vainly praying a random prayer out loud and asking for something. He's very specific in what he's looking for and he's asking for, uh, he's asking for help in this area, not just some idle belongings. You know, years ago we had gone to this church and we were talking about prayer and we got together a group and I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, insult anybody's prayer life, right? I can say mine needs work. Uh, but I remember this church and this prayer in particular, this guy says, you know, I prayed and prayed and prayed that I got a new truck and I didn't get one. And I tell you what, it was distasteful to me. Uh, and maybe it shouldn't have been, I don't know what the man's need was other than he needed a truck. But he was upset that he didn't get that new truck. And he was a rancher, so he probably had a need for this truck. But when we put our, our, all our might and our prayers into this vain babblings, you know, these things, if you will, uh, does he really hear that? I'm sure he hears that. But does he answer it? I'm sure he answers it. Uh, and that guy's answer was no at the time. Right? He knows what our needs are. And when we're asking for something specific, he knows how to answer that need. I also believe that David is praying for those to turn backward and seek the Lord. In verse 4, he says, Let all those seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Did you hear that? Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. He's saying, Let all those, he's saying those people that turn around that are seeking, let them rejoice in thee and give him the recognition. Let them be mag. Let him be magnified. He's saying, let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee, and let such as thy love thy salvation say continually, let God be magnified. Our prayer life has to include God. <laughs> or it's not a prayer life. It has to include the good things and the bad things that we think because it all comes at a purpose and it all comes at a price. But let God be magnified. That's what they're saying here. Turn to him. And David recognizes his situation, his situation in verse 5. He says, but I am poor and needy. I read this one this morning and I kept thinking about that. Poor and needy. I don't necessarily put that poor on a bank account. 
Even though so many people would probably disagree with that, right? I mean, there's plenty, there's many people out there that don't have much. We have plenty of homeless. As, as Brother Shaftness is uh, dealing with those in Rapid City, the homeless people out there that need prayers and need help. But I also think that we're poor in our life because we're not rich in heaven. If we haven't turned to him and given him the magnitude, the glory, the magnitude, we're poor. And we have need of that salvation. And I think David's seen part of this. He's saying, let them turn. He says, turn them away. He says, I am poor and needy. Make haste unto me. He's asking him to come now. Make haste. I need, I need you now. Oh God, thou art my help and my deliverer. Oh Lord, make no tearing. Don't pause. I need your help now. He's struggling. I think the Lord knows what David's going through. But David's pleading and crying. You know, we went to Iron Man. We talked about this one here a couple weeks ago. And as you may, may recall, um, there was a group of us that went down there. And during that group, I mean, it's just a powerful message down there. All together. It's set up right. It gets you down there. It gets you fired up. And then we do these breakout sessions. And one of the breakout sessions that uh, myself and Pastor went to was Dennis Irwin. And Dennis Irwin is an evangelist. Not only is he an evangelist, he is the father of the gospel group, the Irwins. If you haven't heard the Irwins sing, uh, great group of kids. I think the oldest one's 26 now. Uh, and on down to, uh, I think the youngest is 18, 18. Man, they're beautiful singing, beautiful singing. And they were preaching out of King James and they were preaching it right. And they were amen and hallelujah and praising God in his glory. And every time we would clap and cheer them on, he said, no, no, praise God. I mean, it was just a blessing to be there. So we go through this, and, and I'm already talking about my prayer. I'm already talking what I need about my prayer life. So as I talked about when, last week when, when I first got there, the first thing I did was I took off from the group. I went out in the woods, had to go out there and find me a place. And I just wanted to get out there and have that walk and that prayer. And I told you I came across that, uh, that waterfall, the waterfall prayer trail. And it kind of led into this. So when it was opportunity to go to all these mini speakers, stay with Dennis Irwin because Dennis Irwin one I haven't heard before uh, preach but his happened to be the topic of prayer and I want to talk about some of the things that he spoke about in there and in the breakout session as I know we've been I've been struggling with some things in my life about the prayer life and how is you know you often want to know is if is my prayer good enough right can I be one of those guys that can just whip out 10 minutes of prayer and impress everybody that's not a prayer life that's not a prayer life first Thessalonians 517 says, pray without ceasing. That's a struggle. How do you pray without ceasing? I mean, I'm not praying right now. So how do you pray without ceasing? How do you possibly pray without ceasing? I've questioned that and struggled with that for years and I have not found the answer. Or have I? Have I? Philippians 4.6 says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Let me back up there. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Let your request be known unto God. He's saying in everything be prayer and supplication. How often do we put everything in prayer and supplication? Boy, if you're grading me on that, I fail a lot. And today, and probably 10 minutes ago, everything... One of the things that stood out in Brother Irwin's message is, is, is he talked about revival and how we should consider the name change. Instead of a revival, we ought to call it a reminder. You know, in David and Psalms, he talked about restoring me the joy of salvation. That's a reminder. 
our prayer life is a reminder when we think about what it is that we're praying for. If I'm doing everything in prayer, I'm also giving thanks. I have many things to be thankful for. That is a reminder. That is a reminder of the joy that we have in that day that we've got salvation. We need to understand that prayer is an opportunity. The reason is the who, the what, the when, the where, and the why. But most important, the prayer is a priority. It needs to be a priority in life, in our life, to strengthen our walk, to encourage us in our walk, to pray without ceasing and everything by prayer, to pray, to pray, to pray, and to keep on praying. Brother Irwin told a story about a man named Chuck. And I'm going to try and get this right. As I was going through it, I thought I would remember it in my head. I may miss a couple points here, but I think you'll get the gist of the story. Chuck was a veteran, and he lived through a pretty horrible time as a veteran. And many enemies died at his hand. And Chuck didn't believe that a loving God, one, would allow him to take that many lives. He was in war, defending his country, protecting his brothers in arms. But Chuck didn't believe that a loving God would allow him to take that many lives. And two, he didn't believe a loving God would forgive him for doing so. So Dennis, Dennis Irwin's the, uh, the evangelist, he wanted badly to preach the gospel to Chuck, but others told him, says, don't bring up God to him, he doesn't want to hear it. But Dennis went to him anyway, and they were right, he didn't want to hear it. He walked off and says, I don't want to hear that God stuff. He went to him and he tried, but he didn't want to hear it. This guy, Chuck, worked at a post office, so Dennis would see him off and on. And make, you know, and over time kind of became his friend. But the thing that I really found interesting about this is Dennis kept this prayer list. And in this prayer list, he updated this prayer list and he put Dennis's name in this, or uh, Chuck's name in this prayer list and prayed for Dennis, or prayed for Chuck, sorry, every day. He prayed for Chuck every day. He prayed for the evangelists and the, and the uh, missionaries every day. He had this long prayer list and he went through it every day. Every day he would pray for these people. He prayed for Chuck for two and a half years. Two and a half years. Can you imagine that? One person on your prayer list every day for two and a half years. Every day without missing a beat, he prayed for this man to share the gospel with him. One day, Dennis goes in the post office and Chuck's got this weird look on his face. He says, Get a question asked. You know, he's kind of looking around, you know, make sure no one's out there because he's still uncomfortable. And, and he asked Dennis, he says, This might where I get this part wrong, but he says he wants to get married. He wants to know if Dennis will officiate the marriage. And Dennis is thinking right this: if there's a crack, there's an opening. He said, I'd love to. You see, over two and a half years, they've kind of, they've become friendly. And two and a half years, he's been praying, looking for that crack. And two and a half years later, God opened the door for a crack. Well, I'm Chuck sweating bullets. He's still running around, kind of look around. He says, I got something else to ask you. He said, if I were to die, would you preach at my funeral? Now, a little bit morbid, Dennis is thinking, oh, yeah, now I'm getting in there, right? Uh, you're finally opening up the doors. I'm getting in there. A few minutes later, he's still sweating bullets. He's got the ring goes, you know, I need to be saved. Amen? Two and a half years. We can have people on our prayer list for two and a half years or as long as it takes if someone needs to be saved. It takes a group of people to get together and pray intentionally and purposely for somebody. It takes an individual to pray purposely and intentionally for somebody. How is our prayer life? 
Do we go through the motions? I did. I told you about my uh, my bedtime prayer a couple of weeks ago. Now I lay me down to sleep. I've been praying that one every day since I was either 8 to 10 years old. Every day. I don't know if I've missed a day. Every day. It's become vain repetition. I say it because I've always said it. It's not a prayer. I still do it, and I still do it tonight because I've always done it. I've now added on to that, obviously, as my prayer life starts to grow. But it's not a prayer. Praying at meals. I was turned off for meal prayer for a long time. It's like... All you do is pray a meal. It's a meal. I mean, sure, give thanks for the food, but man, that's not prayer time. Prayer time is that personal connection that you have with God. That time alone that you get to talk with Him and discuss with Him about the things that's going on in your life. He knows the things, but He wants to hear from you because He wants that relationship with you. Whew! I'm kind of off the path there, but that's all right. Prayer list. I don't know about you all, but I keep a prayer list. And I don't show you this because I want to gloat. I don't want to pat on the back. I don't want anything else. But many of these prayer lists, these prayer things are yours. And I write this down on my list for several different reasons. One, so I can pray for you and what you're going through. And two, because I get to check it off when God's done something. And if you're not keeping a prayer list, it's hard to track. So I want you to take a look at my prayer list here and all the little checkoffs, right? That's pretty impressive. Can you read all that from back there? No, Chrissy can't even see it. It's red. <laughs> I want you to see this prayer list. This is your prayers. These are the prayers that get answered. Do you know the prayers that gets answered by our God? It goes and goes and goes. How often do we give God the glory for answering a prayer? How often do we even think about it? For crying out loud, we've had Becky on our prayer list for how many times? A bunch. And she's saved, brother. It takes prayer. It takes us to come together as Christians. That's our job. Whew. If you're like me, I hardly give God the credit that he deserves. I fail quite often in recognizing that he made things happen. He answered the prayers. And by keeping this prayer list, I can see real-time answered prayers. I get real people's prayers answered. I get to see real effects of that stuff. So I encourage you to take a list. Maybe it seems silly. Maybe it seems trivial. But all these little check marks, all these little check marks add up. These are little little check marks that the prayers have been answered. It's impressive what God does. So I told the title of this message is prayer real, it's still relevant today. <laughs> Absolutely still relevant. Isn't God awesome? It's still relevant. How do you know who to pray for? How do you know who to pray for? The answer is you. 1 Samuel 12, 23 says, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I would teach you the good one right way. Romans 1, 8, 9 says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of my son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. We're to pray for each other and strengthen each other. We can't do it alone. It is a tough world out there. And that devil wants us to walk off. He waits as a, as a lion ready to pounce and looking for that next victim, that next meal. That easy one to think, boy, I'm tougher than the rest of them. We're not tougher than the rest of them. Dennis also talked about the three P's, the priority, the privilege, and the power of prayer. And I'll talk a little bit about the priority of prayer. And I've added some things in here so I didn't just steal everything he had to say. But it's good to have somebody that believes and you can borrow some of their material when you need it. 
You see, Dennis prayed for this man for 2.5 years. It may take time that God answers prayers. He will answer prayers. Prayer is a personal relationship, a private conversation with you and God. Is it relevant? Absolutely. God is still answering prayers today. I just showed you a list of prayers that's been answered. Let's talk about Brother Eric Schaffness. He's not in this list this morning or this evening. He's, he's on my list, but he's not in this message. Had a heart attack a couple days ago. Went to the hospital. Could not see anybody. Checked out the next day, and I think he's preaching this morning. Doctor didn't find nothing, so it was stress that he had a heart attack. He's not preaching this morning. Only God. When his time's ready, God's going to pluck him out of here, but he ain't ready. Only God. Only God. How do I know? Because he's answers mine more times than I can count. Colossians 4.2 says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Continue in prayer and watch. Watch God make things happen. Watch the miracles that only he can perform. Hello. The privilege of prayer. Did you know that we have a direct line to the Lord? And I like the story. He had a long story about uh, calling the White House. And when you call the White House, you know, you're going to get an operator. He said, you know what? I pay the taxes of the White House. I like to speak to the president. I got something on my mind. It's bugging me. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. Who is this guy? Oh, I, you know, do I got to push water for English? I want to talk to the president. I mean, I paid the taxes. And I voted the guy in. I didn't say that out loud. I voted for Trump. You know, other than the other girl. I know we want to bring... Uh, <laughs> let's, not, let's not dig that hole any deeper. <laughs> let's stop right about there. We'll stop right about there. Did you know that you have a direct line to God? You have his personal cell phone number. You can call him day. You can call him night. You can call him on weekends and holidays and he'll answer. Did you know that? He on your speed dial. He's there. He's listening when you come to him in the right attitude. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Luke eleven nine 9 says, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. Luke eleven ten. 10. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. John 16, 24 says, Here, hither, Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name, and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. He wants to give. He wants to provide. He wants us to ask. He wants us to fellowship. He wants to provide. I mean, you look at all the nonsense the children of Israel went through for crying out loud. <laughs> and God still gave. And he still gave. And they're crying at the water again. For, you know, we're in Brother Jimmy's class. They're crying at the water at the parts of the Red Sea. Now we're out of water. Well, let me give you a tree of water. And they're just crying and crying and crying. But God provides and provides. They're crying about no food. We give them manna. He takes care of us. He takes care of us. Job 22, 27 says, Thou shalt not make uh, thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee, and thou shalt pray thy vows. You see, he wants the conversation, that communication, that personal relationship with you. And the possibility of prayer. We can't do it alone. We talked about that earlier. We can't save ourselves. So how do I include God or let God lead as I try to share the gospel with someone? We've gone through uh, 
discipleship class here recently, and uh, we talked about some of the challenges we've gone out there, done some door knocking, or uh, other times we've been out there and followed up with people, or other times that we just preached, we just talked to people about the gospel. And it's a challenge still today, but how do I talk to somebody? There's an evangelist, Ed Silvalsu, who says, we should always talk to God about our neighbor before we talk to our neighbor about God. Does that make sense? We should talk to God. I mean, God ought to be on our side giving us direction before I just start spewing out the mouth, which I tend to do. I got that uh, open mouth insert foot syndrome once in a while. But we should talk to God about it. There's a war going on out there, and we need that prayer, and we need that power, and we need that protection. Ephesians 16, if you want to turn there with me. I haven't turned too many scriptures yet to see any, but we at least ought to get some in there. Ephesians 6. You all ought to know this one pretty well, so if you need a favorite, here you go. Write this one down. No cheating. Verse number 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual weaknesses in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about the truth, and having your on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace above all things taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit on which is the word of God here we go praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints praying and watching in summary, we want to see the miracles of what God can do and ponder on the five W's, the who, what, when, and why. So who to pray for? We talked about this one. Who to pray for? We pray for you. We pray for each other. What do we pray for? In everything, prayer and supplication. In everything, give thanks. When do we pray? Continue in prayer. Pray without ceasing. Pray and not faint. Where do we pray? Mark 6. Mark 6, 6. Now this one here I got a little hung up on for a second there. Because Mark 6, 6 says, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou shalt shut the door, pray unto the Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. That doesn't mean that every time I want to pray, I have to call a timeout, run and find me a closed door. That means I don't stand up here in the streets, pounding on my chest, saying, Look how good I can pray. You need to have that quiet time, that personal time with God. We are to pray everywhere. We are not to be expectable for man to see, but in secret for the Lord's conviction. Why pray? We pray to get closer to God, to have a communication with Him, to seek guidance and wisdom, and to see His miracles right before our eyes. If you're keeping that list, you'll see it. You'll check them off and be amazed and thank God for it. And in closing, here's a big one. If you have a pen and paper, get it out. That's why I get it out. Look at me like I'm crazy. If you don't have a pen and paper, remember this. If you have a pen and paper, write down the name of one person, one name that you want to pray for. Write down that person's name that you want to pray for. This is important. And what you want to pray about. Whether that be illness, whether that be salvation, whether that be life struggles. Write down one name 
and the thing that you want to pray about. And take that piece of paper and pray for that person. And pray for that person. And pray for that person. That's going to be the start of your prayer. And on that same piece of paper, write down one thing that you're thankful for that's been answered. And give God the glory for it. I know that's a lot to ask. There's a lot of things out there that we just let slip away, but it's important. Add them to your daily list and pray together. So is prayer still relevant? You bet it is. So let's pray. Our Father, we just thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for the message that you that you give to me. Uh, I pray that you'll continue to help me in my own prayer life, that I'll continue to uh, seek you and your guidance and seek you and give you the glory for it, Lord. I thank you for the answered prayers. I thank you for making me a part of that prayer uh, list and being able to continue to pray and have that communication with you. I pray that you continue to keep those doors open that I can come to you when I need to come to you. Lord, I pray that you'll be with us all as we come together this evening uh, and you'll be with those that aren't here. Lord, I pray that you'll uh, bless the hands of the food. I pray that you'll bless that food to our body's use. We just thank you and all for your son, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.